voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, thank you very much, Jeff, for that intro. Here we are again, once again, for All Things Radio. I'm Bill Sparks, joined by a panel of thousands and many hundred thousands of listeners. Thank you so much. Jeff, take it away. Oh, thank you very much. You know, if we, if we had hundreds of thousands of listeners, we would do well in the uh, Nielsen Personal People Meter ratings, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Good evening, everybody. For everybody who's listening live here on All Things Radio Live on the Legend Oldies station, we've got, uh, you know, my phone has been on, off the hook all afternoon because people were calling me about WPLJ, 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 WPLJ. Well, I guess, you know, that must that is newsworthy, and we can talk about that after the radio news. Since it's been on for 48 years, and, and it, you know, had it, with a brief stint as Power 95 as the WWPR and back to WPLJ. But, of course, it started life as an album rock station, as WABC-FM. But, you know, we can talk about the history of WPLJ. And if you want to go to WPLJ's website, you can order a T-shirt with every WPLJ logo printed on it. So if you want to have that as a lasting souvenir, you can do so. We've got a busy podcast coming up. Of course, we've got radio news, and we've got our form- format and call order changes. We've got a that Bill's put together, I think, on George Klein, from a famous radio announcer who knew Elvis Presley out in Memphis, Tennessee. We've got our classic air check state for this week. That's Bill Lee at WQHT in New York City. But this is a different kind of a classic air check. It's an air check of Bill Lee, but it's a video. So you get to hear what he sounds like behind the scenes doing his show. And, of course, we have our featured station as well. And so we're going to continue doing what we always do best, bringing you all things radio live. Over to you, Bill. Very much so. Michael Off, do you have any comments before we get started? No, I mean, we may talk about this later. I don't know if any of you uh, saw the America's Got Talent and this uh, Cody Lee, a gentleman who's both blind and autistic, and how NBC's kind of hyping that up. And so we might, might talk about that a little bit uh, outside of radio more than TV space, but kind of interesting there uh, and the other thing mike i want to mention and you've been a big part of this i'm uploading a file for a podcast called legend town meeting and this was a meeting we had last night explaining the changes in our transition to live 365 and um it was a very very great and very great outpouring of support for the legend and we really appreciate it. But I think if you haven't heard it, you might find the podcast useful. And we'll talk about the transition that we're going through. Do you need to say anything about that, Mike? I think that's going pretty well. Uh, well, if you go to the website of the transition that's already taking place as of last Friday. So, And I just submitted it to tune in. So I guess you get the email for that. So uh, very shortly, if not already, I think maybe this evening. 
I'm not quite sure how they do that. Uh, so when you ask Lady A or Google to listen to Legend Oldies Radio, it will go to the new server, and that way we'll be able to see the stats. So, yeah, it's happening, and everything's working well, and uh, we've been, we're pretty happy with Live 365 so far. And before the news starts, just thank you for the outpouring and the people that were in this room last night and joined us and how respectful and how nice they were. We really, really appreciate it. But you didn't really tune in to listen to all that. You really want to hear Jeff's news, and so do I, and so do we. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Cumulus exits New York City and Washington, D.C. with a bang. We'll let you know what's happening on the street. We'll provide you with some cord-cutting news, and we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen April Personal People Meter readings. Not that the memorial holiday has come and gone. It certainly has become a very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting. In the case of Cumulus, it really is a busy week. Let's first look at Cumulus in New York City, where WPLJ is going out with a bang. And by the time you hear this radio broadcast, WPLJ will be in the midst of its celebration. Yes, WPLJ. WPLJ has been on the air for 48 years in one form or another, and they're going to be celebrating with the broadcast of all of their radio announcers who worked throughout the years. WPLJ will end its programming at 7 p.m. on Friday, June 31st. And, of course, we'll be covering the end of WPLJ for future All Things Radio live broadcasts. Another radio station saying goodbye is radio station WRQX-FM in Washington, D.C. Jack Diamond has been with the radio station for over 30 years in its various incarnations, and he is sad to see the station go. WRQX will also be celebrating Celebrating its history on Friday, June 31st. And Jack Vyman will be doing a final broadcast for this radio station on June 31st between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. And yes, we'll cover that as well on All Things Radio Live. With the sale of Cumulus radio stations to EMF Broadcasting, many of those radio stations will be changing their calls. Other radio stations changing their calls are owned and operated by the Aloha Station Trust, which is run by iHeartMedia. And all of those radio stations are being sold. And some of those stations are being sold to the Educational Media Foundation as well. And let's take a look at how this is affecting those radio stations as well. In Washington, D.C., the WRQX calls will be staying with Cumulus at least for a while, and they're going to radio station WSOM. They transmit on a frequency of 620, and they're licensed to Salem, Ohio. The WSOM calls aren't going away completely. They're going to be temporarily parked on 107.3 in Washington, D.C., until the Educational Media Foundation finds permanent calls for that frequency. EMF will retain the rights of the call letters WPLJ-FM in New York City and WXTL-FM in Syracuse, New York. The Educational Media Foundation will also be retaining the calls of radio station WEKLFM in Augusta, Georgia, which is coming to them from the Aloha Station Trust, formerly owned and operated by iHeartMedia. The remainder of the call letter changes for iHeartMedia and the Aloha Station Trust, as well as Cumulus, are as follows. KFSG-FM in San Jose, California will be changing to KJLV-FM. WYAY-FM licensed to Gainesville, Georgia, and serving the Atlanta, Georgia market, will be changing to WAKL-FM. WZAT-FM serving Savannah, Georgia, will be changing to WKZV-FM. WLRX-FM serving Huntington, West Virginia will be changing to WAWTFM. 101.7 WSNZFM, Lynchburg, Virginia, will be changing their calls to WAWXFM. And finally, WSFFFM, serving Roanoke, Virginia, will be changing their calls to WLRXFM. Now it's time to take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. During the Memorial Day weekend, Indianapolis, Indiana saw a format change at 93.9 WYRGFM. The station dropped their pop CHR format in favor of an alternative rock format. The station is calling themselves 939X, and the station will be changing 
taking their call letters to WNDX-FM. In Fort Wayne, Indiana, Adams is selling radio station WLYV-FM and its associated FM translators for $200,000 to Brian Walsh. WLYV-FM programs an oldies format. We know a little bit more about the sale of radio station KXOS-FM in Los Angeles, California, owned and operated by Grupo Radio Centro. It's being sold to Alex Morello Group, and he's paying $35 million for the radio station. In Canada, Bell Media is doing something that's been done in the United States for quite a while. They're taking all of their own and operated country radio stations and rebranding them as pure country. This is akin to Cumulus rebranding their country radio stations as Nash and Nash Icons. Now it's time for some cord-cutting news. Starry is a new internet service provider providing 5G internet service for people living in New York City, Boston, Los Angeles, and Denver, Colorado. With more funding for this company coming from various companies throughout the United States, Starry will be growing its footprint, and you'll hear more about Starry in future All Things Radio Live broadcasts. Apple announces a new iPod Touch starting at $199 with an A10 Fusion system chip. And if you want to go all the way, there's a 399 model of the iPod Touch with 250 gigabytes of storage. Now it's time to conclude our look at the Nielsen April Personal People Meter Ratings. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one ranked radio station is WERQFM with an urban format. The number two ranked radio station is WWINFM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WPOCFM with a country format. In Portland, Oregon, the number one ranked radio station is KLTHFM with a classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is KOPBFM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Portland, Oregon is KKCWFM with an adult contemporary format. In St. Louis, Missouri, the number one ranked radio station is KMOXAM with a news talk and information format. The number two ranked radio station is KSHEFM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in St. Louis, Missouri is KLJYFM with a contemporary Christian format. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one ranked radio station is WSOCFM with a country format. The number two ranked radio station also programming a country format is WKKTFM. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WLKOFM with an adult hits format. In the market serving Riverside, California, the number one ranked radio station is KOLAFM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KLYYFM with a Spanish adult hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Riverside, California is KFRGFM with a country format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KONOFM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KCYYFM with a country format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Antonio, Texas, also programming a country format is radio station KAJAFM. In Sacramento, California, the number one ranked radio station is KSEGFM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is KFBKAM with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Sacramento, California is KRXQFM with an active rock format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one ranked radio station is WDVEFM with a rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WWSWFM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is WRRKFM with an adult hits format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one ranked radio station is KRSPFM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KSFIFM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah is KODJFM also with a classic hits format. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one ranked radio station is KKLZFM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KMXBFM with a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada is KSNEFM with an adult contemporary format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one ranked radio station is WRUMFM with a Spanish format. The number two ranked radio station is WXCLFM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Orlando, Florida is WOCLFM with a classic hits format. In Cincinnati, Ohio, the number one ranked radio
radio station is WGRR-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is WLWAM with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio is WUBE-FM with a country format. Finally, in Cleveland, Ohio, the number one rank radio station is WMJI-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is WZAK-FM with the number two contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Cleveland, Ohio is WGAR-FM with a country format. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Home Depot, followed by Lowe's Home Improvement Centers, Progressive Insurance, indeed the employment recruiting firm, and McDonald's. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Bill, I, I would like to say that I want to welcome Jamie T here because Jamie T has some news that he wanted to impart to us about uh, about a person who's no longer on the radio in Florida. Jamie, are you with us? Yes, sir, I am here. And gentlemen, so, thank you guys so much for taking We spend call. so much time on the phone today talking about radio. I, I don't know if I can talk about radio too much anymore, but go <laughs> tell us about what's happening in, uh, at that radio station WHBO on 1040. Yes, so the I got the word literally just a couple of days ago from my friends who just happened to work at that radio station, and what I thought was going to happen, happened. Bubba the Love Sponge is officially off of Tampa Bay Airwaves, and he's also off the air on his other affiliates as well that ran him. Uh, Bubba is in a lot of financial trouble as it is. He is, I mean, even his studio is going into foreclosure among other things. So he's, so he's off the air here in Tampa Bay at 1040. Um, and he's also off the air. I believe it's 98 rock, but it's a different 98 rock. It's not the one in uh, Tampa. It's, it's a different 98 rock. It's in South Carolina somewhere. So he's no longer heard on those stations. So Bubba has been bounced off the radio dial. So couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you a question about Bubba the Love. The Bubba the Love Sponge is, is if anyone wants to know about where he is before we, I don't mean to jump up, but if you really want to find out what's going on with him, you, I think he's got a site, it was a Bubba's Army. If you look for it on the web, I think you'll, yeah, you'll if find you really, If you really care about Bubba the Love Sponge, which most of us don't anyway, <laughs> anyway, you can listen to him uh, at BubbaArmyRadio.com. There is also, and it's accessible, I should know, I've used it before, a mobile app for Bubba the Love Sponge as well. But I think this is where he's going to play. I, I, I think Bubba just going to take show internet only because nobody else wants him now. He, he can't go back to iHeart. He's in trouble with Cox as it is. Nobody He's in trouble. No, Beasley doesn't want him either at this point. So we're, yeah, it's Mike, funny, Mike Loft, did, did you remember Bubba when he worked in Indiana by chance? We're still Indiana. Yeah, I listened to him in 84 when he worked at WPFR in Terre Haute from 6 to 10 p.m. And I think I told this story before. Once he asked, what would you rather have, sex or a good meal or a good steak or something like that? And I, I said, well, I think he just said sex or a good meal. And I go, how good is the meal? And he... Thought I was crazy for that question, but I said, "Well, you know, yeah. sex, sex and good sex aren't one and the same, so you got to qualify that a little bit." But anyway, yeah, yeah that's my memory. Yeah, he worked in San Antonio. He worked in San Antonio briefly, eighty-seven, eighty-eight, KTFM one hundred and three, and I know there was a little controversy, a run-in with him and the program director, and something about inappropriate comments to some high school kids. I don't know the whole story, but and then he was he had come from Grand Rapids, I believe, at that time to San Antonio, and then I think that's when he went on. 
eventually be in Tampa. Unfortunately, I, I think yeah. he, I think he, well, he does have some talent. I'm not, I wouldn't say that he's not talented, but I think the ego got the best of him. And unfortunately, I've, I've seen too many people in radio who, have, who are totally ego, who think that they're God's gift to radio, and they're not. Oh, and yeah. he certainly is not God's oh. gift to radio. He certainly well, is. The answer to that question about sex and a good meal is both. I agree with that one. I like that. And he, he also had the deal, if you think, he was on Howard Stern's channel, you know, one of Stern's people, and I think they maybe had some fallout. I don't know the whole story. And he also, those of you who remember, had the lawsuit with Hulk Hogan about oh, yes. the video of his ex-wife and Hogan, and that, that, that hit him financially because Hogan won that lawsuit. It was what, against him and Gawker, and it was like a hundred and something million dollar uh, lawsuit. I forget what it was, but so he's, yeah, he's one of those that, you know, like I said, just, I, I mean, he was good from what I heard. I mean, he was okay. He wasn't anything special. Right. He, right. He, he, he isn't, he's not God's gift to radio. And the thing is the stations that the stations that ran him have, they've, they've lost faith in him. According to what I read, the, um, Nia broadcasting, which owns 1040 here, they could not come to terms with, um, as far as a contract extension. But then again, you put him on a really weak, on a really weak signal. So hardly anybody was, was actually able to hear him. And and he's he's toxic for a radio company, and I've been I've been saying this for a long time. You know his station, every station he's been on is frantic because ninety eight Rock here in Tampa has been on that same format for twenty seven years, and they are gaining no ground. So you know, and and the weird thing about Bubba is there's a fake guy on his show named Ned. And Ned is nothing more than the voice of Mike Waters, who's Manson on the show. And people still think those people still find what Ned does funny. Okay. Joe, did you have a question? I saw your hand raised. Yes. I just wondering is, is iHeart going to, why does that echo? Is iHeart selling all, all of their stations? No, they're only selling no. certain stations from the iHeart station Aloha Trust. These are stations that were deemed under, that were not allowed to be owned by iHeart because of SEC rules and regulations regarding ownership. That, that, that's what was going on with iHeart. They're not selling every radio station. They, they are doing, they are doing, you know, they just got out of bankruptcy. They're still in debt. And that's not going to, that's not going to be taken away <clears throat> immediately, but they are not selling all their radio stations. I, I can make a prediction, but I'm not Karnak and I don't have the magic envelope. However, I predict that they will eventually sell stations in smaller and medium sized markets and concentrate more on the larger markets. But that's my prediction. Yeah. Again, I don't have the mayonnaise jar and, and the oleo jar with with the envelope and to, to to be the real predictor of things. If they're um, if they're selling if, um, if they're going to be selling more of their radio stations, all I can say is look at EMF. You might have more stations coming. I, J, I JT uh, also wanted to get in. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, JT. I just think it was interesting that they call that the Aloha Trust, and you didn't mention one station in Hawaii. <laughs> well, that's the only, reason, the only reason they called it the Aloha Trust was the person who ran the trust, who unfortunately passed away about a year ago, was based in Hawaii. That's the only reason they called it the. That's the only reason they called it the Aloha Trust. JT. Lionel, uh, you had okay, your hand raised. Go ahead, go ahead, Lionel. Hey guys, hope you can hear me. Okay, we hearing you. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to relay some sad news that I found out on Monday. Uh, uh, former talk show host uh, Bill Manders. He was in Reno for several years, uh, Bakersfield for a good long time. Uh, he passed away. There's Unfortunately, there's very little on the net as to why he passed away. 
uh, according to his daughter, actually they had a just small blurb on talkers on there, but according to his daughter, he had had a, a kidney transplant plant back in 2014. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but he, but unfortunately he passed away on Monday. I, the last I heard it was a heart attack, uh, uh, wow. okay. Lionel. That's what I heard. Hey, Bill, I think it's, I'm looking at the clock here. Maybe it's time for some generous for call and format changes. Well, actually I'm going to throw a curve at you, Jeff. Oh, we're going to do I'm, the, I'm, just because I can, I just ducked. <laughs> just ahead, because sorry, I can, we're going to do the calls and feedback. Okay, go ahead. We like to hear from you, our listeners. Your feedback is welcome when you call toll-free 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Select option two for the podcast team. Hi, this is Bonnie from Southern California. The main thing I wanted to say, DVE reminded me very much of the sound LA. They even played 60s music. That was great. A little bit because it fit the format. I wish we'd have more stations that created a mood for people and didn't rely on the deck Cades, a song was out, but the genre, I like having music that I don't know what I'm going to hear next. And that's one reason I think radio should never go away. And it'll be a huge waste if we lose FM stations anyway. KFSH, The Fish 99.5 LA. It's a Christian station. It's not K-Love for your checking out anyway. It's kind of like this all day. They have kind of special features, but the morning show, I really enjoy it when I'm um, stationary biking. Really sets a mood for me. Gets me in a very positive frame of mind. They have little features mostly from social media. Scott and Sam, the morning host. Sam is a really smiley millennial young woman, but I guess she's for real. My name is Evelyn. I have a question. I listen on the Victorator. Most of the time, I listen to a lot of AM. I've noticed that, like on KNX, they'll say the time, like for instance, 7.35. But what happens is they cut off the time. They'll say 7.30, and it gets cut off, and it goes to a commercial. I was just curious if anybody there would know why this is going on. This is John Wesley Smith from Hallsville, Missouri. I have to say, that uh, I guess I'm definitely old school because I don't want to fool around with uh, apps to be able to get my news and sports and all that. Uh, I want to be able to listen to the radio. And I know that, uh, you know, with a Victor stream, you can pull down uh, like CBC pretty much any time you want. Their little five-minute newscast or whatever. And that's kind of convenient if if I've missed the top of the hour news. But um, generally, I would uh, prefer, especially in the morning, to hear local radio as far as... uh, news and weather. Now, I wanted to put in a plug for local radio because uh, we just went through the situation here last night, Wednesday the 22nd, with the uh, tornado that hit Jefferson City. And two hours before that, we had uh, tornado warnings for uh, little old Hallsville, a few miles north of Columbia, where I am. We ended up going to seek shelter at our uh, neighbor's basement. I took along my little uh, Sony AM-FM pocket radio that I bought on Amazon a few years ago. I was able to uh, keep up with what was going on Thank goodness for some stations that were at least doing some uh, local programming. Listener comments are always welcome. So give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. 
Very good. I okay. Well, the answer, the answer to the question about the time, the Internet speeds are usually about, on these streams, are about two or three minutes behind real time. And so, for example, I'm, I'm, I check the time sometimes, and BZ is saying traffic and weather on the threes, and it's actually like 1036 or whatever. So what's, what's going on is they're being smart, actually, cutting them off. Do they do that on the other CBS stations, uh, Jeff? No, the, the, actually, actually, the, the, actually, the real answer to it is not that. Okay, here, and Mike and I can tell you this. What Internet radio stations have to do is separate the commercials on the internet from what you hear on the radio. So when it says KCBS News Time is seven, that's because they cut they cut to the commercial, and there are two servers. There's an ad server which pro- programs the ads for the internet, and there's the what you hear on the radio with another server. And if they're slightly out of sync or the or the or, or things are out of whack a bit, that's when you hear the delay, or that's when you hear things cut off. So sometimes you'll hear a commercial cut off in the middle of the commercial because it's not supposed to be airing on the internet. Mike, you've heard that. How many times, Mike Loff, have you heard that happen? Quite a while. Screen? And you know, we we a few months ago did Bernie Egan's final regular daily, you know, air check, and it was like almost 30 seconds off. So yeah, there's always issues with the calibration uh, between them. And, and you hear not only there, but you hear newscast, ABC, Fox, you'll hear audio clipped because that's computer. And that computer says, Hey, you're going to go from the top of the hour to two minutes after or whatever. And that commercial is going to break and you're going to come back from three to five after, and you better be right on time or it's going to clip you. Uh, and that's really what that's really what's going on. But the big thing is, uh, the big thing is, is that uh, uh, some stations do it very well. And, and and the company that you really wouldn't think would be doing it well is is iHeartMedia. They really do a pretty good job of separating the commercials out. Do I like hearing the internet commercials? No, because you hear the same products over and over again. But iHeartMedia is one of the companies, and so is actually Enicom, at least for WINS and WCBS AM in New York. They do a very good job of, 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 of you know clipping out those commercials and doing it properly. We have some raised hands, Perry. We, that did. we, we do, and before we, just before we get to them, Jeff, one of my complaints that I've had with iHeart, though, for quite a while is when we have a, a local severe weather coverage, and I, I'm guessing these commercials are all just all timed out, there needs to be a way to where that station can knock out of those breaks because, boy, there are times you'll be right in the middle of a tornado warning if you're listening online, all of a sudden, here comes the commercial. <laughs> yeah, but, that can be a problem. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, what did you want to say? Jerry, go ahead. And, and then, JT, you're after Jerry. Okay, I just learned today. Some friends called me up. Now, I can't do this with the Google Home, but uh, some friends called us up today who have an iPhone, and it was during the time that uh, the legend there was uh, Robbie the Robot was playing things, and they they discovered they could rewind. Like, if they wanted to hear a song over again, they could rewind it back. Um, and, and hear it as can you do that on all those devices like uh, Alexa and Victor streams and all that? I don't think Alexa will let you rewind. Probably just the probably just the Live Three Sixty Five app that allows you to do that. Probably. Yeah. Well, it's, okay. it's, it's IceCast streaming. That it. it keeps a buffer, and it, you can rewind a little bit. I don't think you can go too far back, but you might be able to go back a minute or two. So if you hear someone say something, a break, and you want to go back a few seconds, you can do that. But it's not like unlimited where you go back and just listen to the last hour. Yeah, JT, what did you want to say? I wanted to uh, make a comment about what one of your callers said concerning local radios. You know, we had a bunch of tornadoes come through Dayton, Ohio, and uh, surrounding environs. And I just happened to be tuning on the FM at the right time and turned on the Cox uh, on AMSWHIO, on FMSWHKO, and they were broadcasting their TV Channel 7 affiliate. But it was... uh, Interesting to hear the uh, weather radio break into the TV 
broadcast and keep you know giving the latest storm updates and uh uh quite uh quite what's the word i'm looking for it uh spellbinding local local broadcasts there oh, very, very good yeah, i've heard i've heard that from people up in the in the with all the tornadoes the local radio has done a good job and it is interesting hearing caller from hallsville missouri my old stopping grounds where my dad used to coach in harrisburg one of their rivals but anyway uh i want to correct bonnie real quick on her i think it was her on the caller she said 90, 99.5 the fish i think it's 95.9 the fish but, uh, but anyway there's a minor point <laughs> Well, I guess the point is she listens to it. She enjoys it. Yeah, she listens to it. Yeah, no, she knew. She knew yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff, I think it's time we did those call letter and format changes from Jennifer. You're the boss. She's, it's up to you, Bill. No, it's not up to me. i just be the one that has, has the keyboard. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of May 30th. KKEG 98.3 Bentonville, Arkansas changes format from classic rock to rock and changes slogan from 98.3 The Keg to 98.3 KKEG, The Rock Station. KWNA FM 92.7 Winnemucca, Nevada. Changes slogan from Buckaroo Country 92.7 to All American Country. KIGC FM 88.5 Oskaloosa, Iowa. Changes calls to KW. WPU FM WXDC 92.9 Berkeley Springs West Virginia changes format from classic hits to oldies and changes slogan from Max 92.9 to Cool 92.9 WKRF 107.9 Toby Hanna Pennsylvania changes slogan from 107.9 KRZ to 98.5 KRZ 106.9 Iguajig, Alaska. Signs on as KIGIFM. KEZFAM 1230. Murray, Utah. Changes calls to KJJCAM. KPBG 90.9. Oroville, Washington. Changes format from silent to variety. KRKYFM 88.7. Douglas, Wyoming, changes frequency from 88.7 to 88.1. KTCU-FM 88.7, Fort Worth, Texas, changes format from Americana to Variety. WFLW 1360, Monticello, Kentucky, changes format from Southern Gospel to Classic Country and changes slogan from Southern Gospel Radio 1360 to WFLW 95.7 FM WSPZAM 1260 Washington D.C. changes calls to WQOFAM WRCR 1700 Ramapo, New York changes format from silent to adult contemporary and those are your call letter and format changes for this week for all things radio I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. 
That was short. That might have been the sense. shortest uh, call letter list well, I ever heard short. her read. It, it yeah. was short, but I have a feeling I can tell you right now that probably next week will be much longer. Yeah, uh, June first would be a big day, uh, and we have all that stuff that's happening with uh, cumulus, etc. Yep. Yeah. By the way, There's I want to make a correction in my radio news is that uh, if I said June 31st, uh, what did. I'm talking about is May 31st, so please forgive me. Yeah. Bill in Chicago. 30 days have September, April, June, and November. Just write that down somewhere. Thank you. My, that, you sound like my teacher from uh, from when I went there to school. There you go. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. Did you want to, do you want to say something quickly, please? Bill in Chicago. Yep. Hey, uh, you guys are talking about the weather uh, last week or Monday when we had all those storms. I'm in Chicago, and I have to say one good thing. The radio's covered a good here, but television our abc station here went on the air at two o'clock and stayed on till six thirty. and they broadcast the storm mile by mile and they also said at the beginning we know we have people that might not be able to see the screen and they gave everything audible in other words i tracked the storm from peoria all the way to south bend and they did wls radio hook up with pardon did wls radio hook up with that bill uh no Okay. They didn't, but uh, WGN did cover most of it, but ABC television covered it mile by mile. My daughter said she was watching it also, and they would name the street where it was crossing over Great. the funnel Great. cloud and the highway. They, they tracked it all the way to South Bend, and then they said South Bend will take over now. Mm-hmm. So wow. they did a great job because they even said at the beginning of the show, or well, shortly into it, we know there are people that probably can't visually see this screen, so they read everything as they said it. Good. Well, so I, you know the, I would say that that they that one of the reasons radio wasn't doing as good a job as it might be because is they don't they don't have uh, you know unfortunately today radio stations don't have the except maybe for WBBMAM which of course is the all news operation in Chicago but a lot of the other radio stations don't have the news staff anymore like they used to they don't have well, yeah, the they, staff and they don't yeah and they don't have the radar system because well, they, they had the radar they had the radar screen on the TV the whole time my daughter said and well, she could see it and she, you could actually see Mike Loft go ahead did you want to say I didn't mean to you, Bill. Mike, yeah, I was going to say they, I, I'm curious about other markets but like here in Evansville the two main TV stations 14 and 25 each has five radio stations that will simulcast once the right. radio really kicks in so I don't do you have that in bigger cities like Boston or you know yeah uh, I mean BZ uh, does it I'm, I'm not sure I, I'm pretty sure Channel 5 they used to have a tie-in with WBUR um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure because, of course, we had a reorganization of TV because Channel 10 became our NBC affiliate. And Channel 7 is just sort of floating around doing you know stuff. So uh, I'm not exactly sure. We haven't had a big emergency. That's what was surprising to me that I brought up last week about San Diego, that there wasn't something in place where they could hook into the TV fairly quickly when the synagogue shooting started. I, and uh, that was I, because when I heard the one in Pittsburgh, KDKA radio was still, even though, of course, they're now, uh, you know, not with uh, with Channel 2, you know, CBS TV, etc. They still had the affiliation. NBZ still does with Channel 4. So if something like that happened, if, if there wasn't enough radio staff to cover it, is at least it's a supplement, if not the takeover. The whole thing, what they do, Jeff, in a lot of cases in radio, especially with, in the way of automation, is most a lot of radio stations will just let the weather service, the the weather service radio in your area, take over and do those warnings that way. Well, yes. As a matter of fact, on the cable company, yeah. as a matter of fact, you go to any cable channel, and and I asked the cable company why they do this. Not that they shouldn't do the weather alerts. I have no problem with that. I'm sitting there watching. What was I watching? I happen to be watching National Geographic. And they're doing a documentary, and the uh, and it came to the point where there was a weather statement coming up, but it was twice as loud as the regular audio for the uh, for the channel itself, and not twice as loud, but much louder. And one of the reasons they I do that, that is to make so make people hear that weather alert. The other thing that they're proposing, 
is that another thing that they're proposing, and I don't know if this will happen, but there was a proposal. It hasn't gone through, but there was a proposal that when they make smoke detectors, those smoke detectors have built-in weather radios in them, but they haven't done oh, that Lord. yet. But, that, but that's what was being proposed. That was being proposed. Uh, Pamela Guardian Francis. Cell phones. Yeah, I know. P- Pamela, you have a question. Yeah. Pam Francis, go ahead. Yes, I wanted to dovetail off of what Bill said in Chicago with reference to the weather. We had some pretty severe weather here on Tuesday evening. <laughs> And our radio station simulcast with our local ABC station, and they also were very descriptive as to what was going on. I couldn't, I didn't try and watch the screen. It wasn't going to do me any good because I, I can't see the radar well enough to fool with it. But I did pay attention. What market was that? I mean, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yes. Oh, you know, okay. Even you. the even the Weather Channel now. At one time, when they used to put up that alert, they'd have a beeping tone. Beep beep. Now it actually says audibly. They they use. They use some text to speech to do it, but it, it sounds pretty good. And they actually say there is a local there is a local weather alert in your area, and they mm-hmm. actually tell you what the alert is. And I was very impressed because the Weather Channel never used to do that kind of stuff. So I, yes, I so, think that I think they've really done a good job with this type of thing. Even though they don't, the, the local radio stations don't have the staff they used to. They are doing whatever is necessary to save lives. We had all four of our stations were were lot were doing this coverage from like five till ten in the evening. And and it's it everyone seems to be in agreement that all of them saved lives. I agree. Let me yeah, ask you guys a question. I mean I have never oh, come on. I think Jerry didn't Jerry have his hand raised again the per, he, per, he did. yeah go ahead Jerry. Go ahead Jerry we don't want to leave you out. Go ahead Jerry. Well, KDKA TV did really well here on Tuesday when we had tornado um, war, uh, watches and warnings. Uh, they took it right to within. Uh, they talked about where the tornado was was where the funnel cloud was sighted on, like College Lodge Road, which is like five or ten minutes away from us, and uh, it, it was really great. Uh, the town that got hit that got hit the most was uh, this town called Ideal, which I had never heard of before. But uh, Channel Channel Two did a great job covering it. Let me ask you guys but a question. Problem, I don't want to. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I said the problem is, you know, with Kansas City and Chicago, there was hours of advance notice that this was going to happen. You know, there was extreme. Uh, my concern is when you know when things pop up overnight or just out of the blue. I, I can recall. Now this has been a while ago, so maybe it's not fair. But you know, 14 years ago, we had a tornado in Evansville. Everything failed. It was at two o'clock in the morning. There was no coverage for at least three hours. 23 people died, and it was just the NOAA weather failed. And then you wow. listen to some of these stations. The NOAA relays sound so awful. They're not only loud, but they're just so distorted. And then there's so many mispronunciations of words that I, I don't know. It really needs to be some kind of streamlining of, of the systems to make sure that in more short-term notice events that, that you get that same level of coverage. We had that, mic last night here. It, there was really... Um, they were saying we may have cold air funnels, which, of course, if you know anything about weather, cold air funnels are generally not dangerous. But we actually had tornado warnings for about three hours. And boy, all the radio stations did a very good job last night with no notice. There was not a tornado watch or anything. Let me ask you guys a question. And I, I, I want to because I know we do have some time here, but I want to just quickly. Has have any of you people on the podcast ever been in a in a, in a tornado has, has, or had your property destroyed or anything of that nature? Any of you guys on yes. the panel here? Yeah, haven't had Not property tornado, destroyed, but, but it was pretty. It, I haven't had property destroyed, but we were pretty close to one. Go ahead. I Bill. walked to never school in one. Tornado, I remember that. 
Yeah, I've been in floods, but not tornadoes. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Bill. I've been, I've been through two of them in Indiana. Uh, in, back in the 50s when I was at home, we had, uh, well, one, one it went right over us uh, within a mile, but at the wind damage, we lost a chicken house with all the chickens, a couple buildings, a garage, stuff like that, and then it, it just leveled. It was in late July or so, and it just leveled the cornfield. It couldn't even use the cornfield anymore. We, we lost the cornfield just due to the wind. And but I've been through two of them, so I meant they're scary. And if you ever if you ever been right in one, it is scary because just before the funnel cloud hits, the air gets as dead as dead. Nothing moves. Nothing. No birds. No leaves. Nothing moves. And all of a sudden, you hear this big freight train coming. Yeah, that's wow. what, is that what it really sounds like? That's that's what it sounds like when you when when the in other words, as long as you get heavy wind and rain and that, the funnel cloud is not anywhere near you. But if the funnel cloud is on the ground and near you, just before it hits the air, it gets totally dead. Nothing moves. I mean, you don't feel a thing. You don't hear anything. You get no rain. You get nothing. The leaves don't even move on the trees. And it just all of a sudden you just hear this noise like a big big freight train rolling across the ground. You know we don't have I them. How that was described yeah, before freight trains. Yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't have them here at Albany, New York, very often. I mean, we did have one in Mechanicville, which is a little bit north of us, but it doesn't happen very. Uh, you, uh, JT, I thought I saw your hand raised. Did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, uh, Mike reminded me of a um, of something you all did on All Things Radio. I don't know how long ago with Livingston Gilbert flying around in the traffic copter, uh, uh, giving tornado updates before, before the weather service, uh, got its radar and everything. in. do you remember that? I hmm. don't, but, but uh, we, we've been doing this thing for almost uh, over 10 years now. So I, I just don't remember offhand, but uh, that, uh, if we did it, uh, thank you. I thank you. Um, the only thing I know about Livingston Gilbert is he read my talking books for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I have to say one thing. Monday when we had those big storms go through Chicago and they tracked them, I meant that's the only time. I've, I've lived in Chicago since 61, and that's the only time Chicago, I ever every siren in the city go off. In fact, the police cars are running up and down the street blowing their sirens, tornado warning. Did, would, wow. were you, how about, were you, would it bring back bad memories for you, Bill? I mean, was it, did you go through these flashbacks? Well, yeah, because, because, I, because I really watched for it because it was uh, it was south of us some, but they can always move. But uh, I've been through, and of course, a lot of things people don't realize, a lot of times damage to a house can be the wind, the tornado can do it, but also a house, a lot of times a house is totally destroyed. It's not right. the wind, the, the house blows up from inside. So when a tornado warning comes off, most people don't realize this. What you want the air to do pressure. Is, yeah, yeah, that's is because open of the pressure. Is open, open your windows on the north side of the house right. and just barely crack the windows on the south and, mm -hmm. and west side of your house. And you, you can't open your front door. Now, Bill, the, we funnel. the weather service now, Bill, is telling you don't open windows and doors. Well, I, I opened mine, wow. but that's what I've been, I've been well, told that for years. What, years what about yeah, my house? Everything faces one direction, the west. So, I mean, if there was a tornado in my apartment, that, the only room I could go into was my bathroom because it doesn't have any windows. Right. Yeah, you're done. You're done, Jeff. Let's look. I know. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm easily, I'm easily we'll replaced. Miss, we'll do a tribute to you. Yeah, Thank we will. I appreciate it. Bill, I, Bill I I'm going I'm to bring it up to you here. I'm just looking at the time on the clock, and we have a feature that you wanted to present, but I'll, I'll let you <laughs> let you decide whether you want to do it uh, at this point, Bill. Well, we'll see if we have any more comments, but I will say I was affected strongly, and my property was by Hurricane Irma. I know that's not a tornado, but... 
Boy, that thing was devastating. If you could just see the neighborhoods and the areas in Naples that had just flat out destroyed. I mean, devastation to the next level that you don't even think about. But uh, right. Um, I've been in. I was in Hurricane Irma. And uh, what happened was the wind would blow and then it would stop blowing. And I was at my mom's house. But I think the worst thing after the hurricane is getting everything cleaned up and then getting everything um, um, from the government and uh, what they have to do. And it's, it's really awful, I think. Can tell you that a lot of that's a ripoff too because it doesn't happen. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, and we are going to have a guest on the coffee club who was a in the actual Irma hurricane right there in Naples and is going to talk about the experience of going to the shelters and what it was like and the two weeks of devastation afterward, waiting for the power to come back on and all of the things they had to do and without. And we take a lot for granted. Let's see. Do we have any anybody else before we... No, I think, I think we're okay. No, we're caught up. We're caught up. We're going to do something. We're going to get away from tornadoes and all of that and we're going to go way back in time oh well we thought we were and i guess we'll get this and then we're going to go back in uh, this. that looks like bob go ahead bob hello yes what did you by want to say way, bob go ahead uh by the way in louisville kentucky that dick gilbert in the helicopter in a very famous broadcast yeah no. he's right you're oh, right okay bob. yep you're right you're exactly right um, we're going to do. So we're going to go back in time, all the way back, way back to an Elvis, to George Klein, and I think you guys will. This will bring back good memories of Elvis, Scotty Moore, and a little bit of that era. So if you liked old time rock and roll and stuff that maybe your kids out here more of. Oh, we really impressed somebody with this one, didn't we? <laughs> anyway, here we go. Hosting Memphis Sounds helps to highlight the history of Memphis music and promote the future of it. The library has got a great collection of Memphis music materials. We need your support and your involvement. Today's show, what it's sort of a special. It's what you would call an Elvis Presley special. This being the 60th year of the anniversary of rock and roll. All of the historians are saying that on July the 5th, 1954, when Elvis walked in 706 Union uh, to record a song called That's All Right Mama, that was the very first rock and roll record and that was the beginning of rock and roll so we're going to show you some video you may not have seen i think you'll really enjoy it so hang with us but kicking off we got elvis's historic guitar player scotty moore i'd like to say about scotty moore had there not been a scotty moore perhaps there would not have been an elvis presley scotty moore was elvis's original guitar player and he came to be elvis's original guitar player but at the time he was working part-time as a staff musician for sam phillips and sun records and also he was uh, 
uh, uh, auditioning talent. They called it an A&R type department. So Sam Phillips called Scotty Moore and said, Scotty, this kid came in to make a demo for his mom, and he sounded pretty good. Why don't you see if he's got anything? So they called Elvis, and Elvis spent the next day, which was July 4th, at Scotty Moore's home, going over songs. And that evening, when Elvis left, Scotty Moore made that very important phone call. He called Sam Phillips, and he said, Sam, I think this kid's got something. I think we ought to look at him. So Sam said, okay, get him in the studio tomorrow night. They did, and that's all right, Mama happened, and rock and roll was on its way. This is the great guitar player, very historic guitar player. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Scotty Moore. Scotty Moore, my man. Boy, we've been making this for a long time. Miss Gail, I can't reach that far. <laughs> Miss Gail Pollock. Um, anyway, Scotty, hit her on the hand or something That's over there. That's close enough. <laughs> but, and you know, I didn't know until I read you. By the way, Scotty has out a new book. That's why he's on tour uh, promoting the book. And also that guitar. We'll talk about that later today. But Scotty has a new book called Scotty and Elvis Aboard the Mystery Train. But Scotty, is, is, is you started out as Sam's A&R guy. Did you didn't have that slick word A&R back in those days, but you started out as listening to the talent for Sam. Is that what it was? Well, uh, it's, it's it's really a long, more long story than uh, that. When I when I got out of the Navy and had uh, started a group of my own called the Starlight Wranglers, and I heard about Sun Records, and then went to to see Sam. We went in and rehearsed for them, and he agreed to put out a record on, on that group. So as Elvis had been in there several times, I, not when I wasn't there. Yeah. So, and anyway, later on, after I had to gotten out and uh, had this other group going, from that uh, acquaintance with Sam, of course, then later on, he called to talk about Elvis and asked, said, uh, asked me and Bill Black, the bass player, to come in and just put a little me. He just wanted to, it was, wasn't a session. He just wanted to hear him because, like I said before, the secretary kind of had a crush on I don't say crush, but yeah. I thought it was anyway yeah. on Elvis. <laughs> and she talked him on a notion to listen to Elvis. And then Sam, in turn, called me and asked me to get Bill to come in to come in there and just put a little background music, no particular song or anything like yeah. that, to, so he could hear him. So that's how all that went. Yeah, and and was was that when Scotty <clears throat> that he had a song and Elvis was trying to do it, it just wasn't fitting him. Was sort of ballad or something, and then Elvis went into that's all right, little mama. That's basic. That's basic. And then he, Elvis, as I recall, and you told me too, Scotty, that <clears throat> he, he started. You didn't even know the song, neither did Bill. No. But y'all started ad libbing. Just ad libbing. Ad libbing. Uh, that's all right, Mama, because Elvis had been listening to Dewey at night on playing those R and B records. Right. And then Sam stuck his head out of the control room and said, "What are y'all doing? What are we doing? Right." And y'all said, well, we just goof around you find another song. He said, goof around sounds pretty good. Right. So how many takes did it take to get that song right down? I don't remember exactly, but it wasn't uh, wasn't very many. Uh, I'll say five or six, maybe. Time for him to get the mic set and whatever like that, you know. But Scotty, and I had to figure out what what to do on the instrumental break, and that wasn't, uh, wasn't very long. After the time went by, Scott, I've read your book twice, and <clears throat> and I noticed that when you started playing those licks, though, 
you were as much as inventing rock and roll as Elvis was because you were com combining country music with blues and nobody ever heard that. And Elvis, was, he knew the song and then Bill started slapping that bass and that really was the birth of rock and roll. Well, I guess that's what everybody says. Yeah. We were just playing, you know. And and then, actually, did you guys know that Sam was going to take it up to Dewey Phillips a couple of nights later? No. No. We just, he, he said, well, he's uh, kind of like that. And uh, uh, said, well, we went up and put it on tape, listened to it and everything. And uh, said, we well, like, uh, I, I don't remember his exact words, but it was. He said, we may have to think about a B-side for the. A B-side, yeah. yeah. And, uh. Which we didn't do that night, and he said, "I'm sure he said something like, well, if y'all come up with something else, we'll, we'll try it again next night there too, whatever.'" <clears throat> but in the meantime, he did take it down to to do the Phillips at the radio station. Blue Moon in Kentucky was on a flip side that a bluegrass song that right. y'all converted to a, more of a rock song. And uh, Scotty, when you guys <clears throat> it start happening real fast, really. Really fast. Really fast. Uh, right. And uh, you had to have a manager because y'all started getting calls for gigs and jobs and stuff. And you being the oldest guy in the group, I, you were elected to be the manager. Is that right? Well, I also had a car. <laughs> <laughs> Was that that Chevrolet of Bobby's? Yeah. Y'all wore that thing out, didn't you? Did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but you started getting jobs and gigs, and people was calling Elvis's house and Lauderdale Courts, wherever right. he was living at that time, and and so somebody had to be the manager. Yeah, so, I got the uh, got the uh, the problem. I put problem there <laughs> at the very beginning. And uh, how long did that last? Uh, I'll say six, eight months, something like. That. I really don't remember exactly, but it wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't real long. Because at the same time, we were looking to somebody to find one, and that's how uh, Bob Neal became uh, involved. He was a disc jockey at WPS right. at the exactly. time. Yeah. And uh, we knew that he knew all the people, and I think Sam had something to do with that. And. Uh, helping us find somebody. Scotty, sitting between you and Gail today, is that was your first guitar. Right. Right. Now, is that the guitar you played well, on That's All Right, Mama? That was the, that was the uh, not the first guitar. I had a, a Fender when I first came out of the Navy and uh, was walking down the, the street here uh, uh, okay, Hauk. Yes, music store. Music okay, Hauk. Yeah. And uh, they had just stuck this guitar in the window, and I said, "Good Lord, buddy, poor days that I got to have it." Yeah. <laughs> you know that type thing. Yeah. And went and made a deal right then. It was brand new. Brand new. And you just got out of the Navy. Uh huh. The question I'm leading up to is, <clears throat> if that was a guitar. Oh, that's all right, Mama. And uh, that guitar is a very historic guitar then, because mm -hmm. that was the guitar that you and guys started uh, jamming on, That's All Right, Mama, which helped create the sound for rock and roll, that blues lick and that country lick that you combined together. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. No, yeah. no but yeah. I know, but you, it just came out of you. That's yeah. that's a that's a real talent, Gail. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've known this guy from day one. I mean, uh, you know, I was a fledging disc jockey and hung out with hung up, hooked up with Elvis and gosh, Scotty, we went to Canada, we went to Hawaii, all across America, crisscrossing America. And that Vancouver concert almost killed us all. <clears throat> I, I could still remember that the Canada. 
concert. <laughs> wow. I can remember you on the back of that car. Hurry up, let's get out of here. <laughs> the crowd was coming down out of the bleachers. They wouldn't let they wouldn't let the crowd go on the on the field because they had a, a game the next day and they didn't right. want this big huge crowd to mess up the so they were all in the bleachers. He's <laughs> talking. You remember it, don't you? Very well. Because you were driving that old limousine, and Gail, we we said, everybody, jump in limousine, GK, jump in limo. Well, Elvis is already gone. Oh, yes. He left in a police car. They thought he was in the limo, see? And they started rocking that car, and Scotty's behind the wheel. Me and DJ and and uh, Bill was in the back, and man, we barely got out of there, didn't we, Scotty? They wouldn't, they wouldn't have hurt anybody, but just, just the mob would have just... But, but Gail, when I look back out of the rear window, the stage was just modeled. It looked like a bomb hit the stage. Sheet music was flying up in the air. The music stands was flying up. Sound equipment was, They were grabbing it as souvenirs. It was really crazy in Vancouver, Canada. But, Scotty, you guys created a new sound, and Rolling Stone and all those magazines have said, and given you credit for it, that you and Elvis actually were, pop, were really pop, the reason that rock and roll was born in that little studio at 706 Union. Well, that may be that may be true, but it wasn't. We didn't know we was creating something new. It was just a matter of the two of us doing what we liked. Right. Or it was a little different, but we didn't know it at that yeah, point yeah. that it was different, really. But but Scotty, you you played that lick, that blues country lick, and nobody ever done that before. You know, he has said in the past that what he was doing was filling up space because Sam had said, "Don't bring the whole band; just you and Bill come in and yeah. lay down a little rhythm." I want to hear what he sounds like on tape. That's true. And so there were only the three of them. And if you listen to the music, if you take out the ba uh, excuse me, if you take out the voice. It's the guitar that fills in all the dead space. Yeah, yeah. And so Scotty said that a whole lot of the time he wasn't trying to create something new. He was just trying to fill up the empty spot. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did you ever create something new. Wow, Scotty. Scotty ladies and gentlemen, for, for the benefit of you don't know, Scotty Moore was the first, well, side man, but first guitar player inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's quite an honor, Scotty. Thank you. Yeah, quite an honor. And then Bill just recently went into the Hall of Fame and DJ. And uh, so everybody's in there now. Finally, right. Yeah. <laughs> would, I would have loved if everybody could could went in at the same time. Oh, that would have been cool, but, yeah. It's still great. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Scotty Moore, I love him, Gail. He, he was always there for me. I called Scotty Moore, give me an interview. Called Scotty for questions. He answered the questions for me, cleared things up. He never refused me. Scotty Moore, great guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Memphis Sounds, George Klein. That was a little different. No, but yeah, you, get to get, you get to hear a different kind of story because, you know, and anyone who wants it, I know it's available on YouTube because it's pirated and people have put segments of it, but there was a really good uh, documentary called The Elvis Presley Story, and it was narrated by Wink Martindale. So if anyone has heard it, um, it's been around for a while. Um, and I don't know if they've, they've updated it, but it's been around. 
It's been on all yeah. kinds of radio stations. So if anyone wants to know about Elvis Presley, you, you listen to the Elvis Presley story, and I think you'll find it to be a very, very interesting. It was a 12-hour documentary when it originally aired. Go ahead, Chris. Do you want to say something about that? Of, uh, of Dewey Phillips, um, you know, his show. He was on WHBQ, which we still have those call letters in Memphis at 560 on the dial. And, uh, you know, of course, that got, around, got out pretty good at night, you know, around the area. And <clears throat> he was not just playing. Obviously, he wasn't waiting for Elvis because the black artists were doing all their stuff, all the R&B stuff. So that's what he was playing. But this fit right in which, as we know, meant that Elvis started off the first couple of years before people really saw him. He was big in the R&B. He was number one on country R&B and the, the, you know, the, pop, uh, the, top, uh, the pop charts all at the same time. And then the other thing, is, it, it, the term rock and roll, of course, they say, well, you guys invented rock and roll. The term came from Alan Freed in 1951 in Cleveland. And then he went to New York. So he was featuring all the Eastern artists over there. And there was stuff going on on the West Coast because, of course, the Penguins came out in late 54 with Earth Angel with you know, different DJs out, out West. So it was very regional at the time. And then you didn't have formats. What you had was special shows for an hour or two at night, maybe 10 o'clock at night or something. The kids would stay up and listen and request. That's and then right. they'd go back to the regular format. So the top 40 stations started a little bit in 55, and like the first one here was January 56, WCOP. So they really didn't have the, the, wow. a format yeah. of it uh, As for a, matter a couple of fact, years the, there. One of the guys on the West Coast was very famous, and I wish, I really wish I had some air checks of him doing the because he was doing R&B like Alan Freed was doing, was the guy whose name was Hunter Hancock, who worked right. at radio station KGFJ out there on the West Coast uh, in, out in Los Angeles. But I, I don't I, have I any air checks. One of those, I think he's one of those years he's got the cruising album. Maybe right. 96 or something. Yes, yeah, again, 1959. Yeah, again, uh, while, it's, while the cruising album is good, it was not made in 59. That's a it was a, re- a yeah. recreation that was made in 19, uh, I'm going to say 69 70. or 70. 69 that, or 70, yeah, because I can tell with Woo Woo Ginsburg, you, it, there's a promo that he uses uh, for uh, that Freddie Cannon did for him in 63 that he's got on his uh, cruising album in 61. So there you go. And, uh, and God bless him, Arnie Wobo Ginsburg is still alive. I believe he's like 92 years old, but he's still he is. alive. He is. He'll be, he'll be 93 this summer, yes. I don't know wow. if he's doing anything now, but he's, he's still alive. Yep. Did, did anyone have any anyone have any questions? You're welcome to you know come in and 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 help us out here. If you have any guys any big questions after the what, what we're doing here with the feature. I've got a question too about that. Somebody just asked me. I just got a message. They you know everybody said Elvis Presley was the king. They thought George Jones was more popular than Elvis. And I love country music, but I believe Elvis had more of an impact. Yeah, well, Elvis went, went beyond country. That's what I was saying. He was he was head at the top of the R and B charts. He was top of the pop charts. It took him till he got to RCA till people really knew who he was. I didn't know who he was until early '56 when Heartbreak Hotel and Blue Suede Shoes and all that stuff started to come out. Now Carl Perkins, of course, did Blue Suede Shoes and they were out at the same time. That's when I heard of both of them. But here he was doing Louisiana Hayride and all these other. things. I was just going to say all that through Chris. the country, yeah, all through the country circuit, yeah. Because if you listen, if you if you go on the web, I'm sure you can find it there are some louisiana hayride shows or at least one that i can tell you right now that i've heard with elvis presley on it so it is available you can listen to it he was big in the religious market too he did a lot of religious music he did yeah, he did yeah. yep what they would do they said about his recording uh, sessions he'd be especially in his later years he'd be kind of wired you know he had his drug problems he needed to calm down he needed to, so he'd get want to get back to his roots a lot of his music in the later days was recorded in the middle of the night and you know because he needed to settle down and they just set up for all night and he'd do religion with the jordanaires and they'd just sing all the gospel songs to settle him down and then he'd be ready to do his stuff yeah. bill did you have your hand raised what what did you want to say bill i thought he did maybe i he he did, but he he. Okay, go go ahead. 
I thought I heard him, and I did. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Perry. Uh, Bill was the only hand we had. Okay, so I think I think we know that the the roots of rock and roll. I mean, yes, Alan Freed invented rock and roll. Elvis Presley's music was banned. My parents would tell me what that 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 parents would ban their kids or try to ban their kids from seeing Elvis because of all of his wild gyrations that he'd make on stage and and so forth and so on. But uh, the funniest he turned- thing I heard was that Steve Allen had him when he did you, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. They got a hound dog to, for him to sing to. That's right, and, and, they, the and, they, and they would they wouldn't show him. Uh, uh, what, what, they they photographed him so you couldn't see him gyrating a lot of times on television. Right, but you'd hear the girls. You knew what was going on. And, and one of the first TV shows he was on was the Milton Berle show. I didn't know that, but that's what I that's yeah. why I, I read. Uh, wow, yeah, Uncle Milty had him on. So that's pretty interesting when you hear about Elvis. When you hear about Elvis Presley, uh, very very. I was working at WJPZ in Syracuse. That was the college radio station at the at the time, and. I will tell you that when he died, I, I got a, I didn't, we didn't have a, a teletype at the radio station. I got a call from the general manager. Mike said to me, you know, Elvis died. I said, well, come on, Mike, you're, you're kidding around with you. <laughs> and no, he, you know, it, it was a hot day. It was really hot. And the studio was yeah. not air conditioned. And it was hot. It was in August. And it was hot that day. And I said, well, I don't have any Elvis records. He says, well, we'll play a few Elvis records. I said, but you know, our listening audience is like 16 years, 15, 13 years old. I said, they're not going to really appreciate Elvis. So I said, why don't you at least do an Elvis song once an hour? So don't overdo the Elvis. And that's what we did. We didn't overdo it, but but we knew that people wanted to hear Elvis. And that's what we did. Go ahead, Perry. I think we've got some let's, hand raised. Let's try, it. let's try it again, Bill. Go ahead. Oh. Okay, then we'll try Joe. Go ahead, Joe, real quick. Actually, no, that wasn't, no, that was me. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Ellen. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Yeah, I just wanted to say that this was um, a very interesting segment. I was, I appreciated the, you know, the informational part of it. I thought that was pretty good. Well, thank you very much, Ellen. I appreciate your uh, you and Joe listening to the podcast. I think I think that Elvis is a key factor in the history of rock and roll. But I I, I believe that my thing, and I always say this, and I, I worked at WJPZ. If, if someone wanted to hear a song and it was let it, it was it was done by a white group, but it was really done by a black group first. I would prefer playing the original, not the cover version of the song. And that was just my philosophy. Bill, why don't we do our Actually, featured state? I, I think the original. I think the original of almost anything, Jeff, is better than than. Well, we- I certainly it's, it's I certainly mean, beat. There's the- a few covers, but I'd say ninety percent of it. You're right. It certainly beat the, it beat the heck out of all root all Rudy Tutti Fruity. That was done by Pat Boone. I prefer the Lou oh, Richard version myself. The worst so. one was Long. Uh, the worst one he did was Long Tall Sally. That was ridiculous. Oh, I, I totally all agree. The words. I, I, to- I totally agree. I really do agree. Bill, I think we're going to do our featured station segment, and then I have some questions before we do our air, air check segment. So yeah, I'll we've got to of- take care of Bonnie's request here. That's so right. So here we go with Bonnie's request. I'm looking forward to this one myself. This week, I have to thank Bonnie for suggesting our featured station. She loves listening to radio station KFSHFM with a contemporary Christian format. The station is owned and operated by Salem Media, and this week we're going to listen to their morning show hosted by Scott and Sam. I think you'll enjoy this morning show. It has lots of personality and is very pleasant to listen to. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy KFSHFM from Southern California on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. A weekend of grilling family and friends. <laughs> don't forget to take a moment and remember the men and women who bravely fought and died to make that possible. 95.9 The Fish. Let's 
get that early morning traffic warning on 95.9 to fish from the Azusa Pacific University Traffic Center. Good morning, and things are still just a little slow out of Pomona. Pocket is slowing on the 10 heading westbound after Kellogg, where somebody broke down. They're blocking the right lane. So it's busy from the 57 to just a smidge pass, then slows again through West Covina, coming up on Orange Avenue to just past Baldwin Park Boulevard. The 5 heading northbound, you're on the brakes, coming up on Rosecrans, and you'll see delays overall to the 101. Traffic sponsored by ExpressPros.com. If your summer plans include a new job, it's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Connect on the Express Jobs app or on ExpressPros.com. The fish cares about keeping you and your family safe. I'm Jamie Romero with Fish Traffic. Where every song is a mood lift, 95.9, The Fish, with friends Scott and Sam. Sometimes you say it when you have a sense of humor and you meet someone you really like and it's a great situation and you just go, do you want to adopt me? And these people actually did it. They were co-workers at a school in Florida and they just got along like family. They just felt about a 20-year difference between them. Bob Wilkie offered to adopt 41-year-old Darylin Beam. Always wanted a daughter, and she just seemed like she was the daughter that he always wanted, and so they made it officially. actually went down, and they, she said at first she didn't even know what to say because she didn't know that adults could adopt each other. Right. But you can. You can adopt a 41-year-old if you want to, so he went on down, and now they're their father and daughter. Does that affect our taxes in any way? Oh. Is that a, another dependent? <laughs> It's a financial decision. If you've been walking the same old road. A fishathon of more music to help you lighten your workload begins at 9 on 95.9 The Fish. song helps you lift your load 95.9 the fish and morning friends scott and sam remember the day it was just like a couple days ago it felt like we were talking about where the socks in the dryer go and how there's this vortex where they all disappear something must be happening giant mystery so we've got it solved larry wrote and he says that um he has a little girl and what they noticed they kept losing socks in their family just like every family and they couldn't figure out what had happened and one day they were cleaning house and they looked under their littlest girl Jenny's bed and she had everybody's socks under her bed just one of everybody's different socks and they were all in a big pile under the bed what's that all about he says that they asked her they're trying to figure it out and she said that whenever laundry would be dropped off and there'd be an extra sock you know stuck in the shirt and it's not hers so she just tossed it under the bed and that's where they all were so (laughs) in their family whenever anything is missing they go go look under Jenny's bed you want to know where your socks are? Under Jenny's bed. Yeah. How did they get there? She's got all our socks. Huh. From the birds that sing. Marianne is here. Hi. Hey, I was thinking about that question you asked about what we should have a degree in, and I was thinking about all the moms of the world, and I think I should have a degree in sibling referee. <laughs> I think I should have a degree in chauffeuring. Oh, yeah, yeah. God says children are a blessing. There have been times where I will say it has not felt like that. (laughs) It's a quick learning program. And when I'm having a frustrating day, like the next day, somebody will say, your daughter was just so polite when she was at my home, and she helped me with this and that. And you're like, yay, something's getting through. Thank you, Jesus. 
95.9, The Fish. Let's find out if there are any uh-ohs up there from the Azusa Pacific University Traffic Center. Traffic sponsored by ExpressPros.com. If your summer plans include a new job, it's time to get to know Express employment professionals. Connect on the Express Jobs app or on ExpressPros.com. The Fish cares about keeping you and your family safe. I'm Jamie Romero with Fish Traffic. Thank you. Hey, I am Katie, and here's some news you need to know this morning. We're going to be enjoying sunshine today with highs in the low 70s. Today and Saturday, the best days of the memorial. Memorial Day weekend. Possibility of showers and, and, of course, clouds on Sunday and Monday. If I could go back and tell my high school self something, it'd be like, you know how your best friends are supposed to be brutally honest with you if you're wearing something that you shouldn't wear? Yeah. Hey, I had this sweater, and I look back, I, I can go, that was a bad thing, but at the moment, I thought it was super cool. So it was this sweater that went down about mid-thigh and it had a tight elastic band at the bottom so it poofed out like a mushroom black and green background and bright yellow flowers and i wear that over black leggings like hey i'm cool <laughs> and so I what would you tell I yourself take myself aside and just go sweetheart go go conservative don't do that. Uh, that doesn't look good. <laughs> Don't do that. And stay away from cameras. If, if, you, if you have to wear the clothes, stay uh. away from cameras, right? In the eye of the storm. 95.9 to fish. Let's find out if everyone in front of you is keeping it between the lines from the Azusa Pacific University Traffic Center. Traffic sponsored by ExpressPros.com. If your summer plans include a new job, it's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Connect on the Express Jobs app or on ExpressPros.com. The fish cares about keeping you and your family safe. I'm Jamie Romero with Fish Traffic. Memorial Day is a very, very important day to me, being a Vietnam veteran. Remembering all the soldiers who made the ultimate sacrifice. It's important that we remember the people who died for us, who gave it all for us. For us. I will always be grateful. 95.9 The Fish. Scott and Sam, and we're all listening to 95.9 The Fish. Melissa, what's your kid's story? My kid's story is my son, Steven. He has a ukulele that he calls his guitar. He's two years old. Aww. And he plays that thing religiously. He sleeps with it. He takes the church with us. <laughs> and he sits there and he strums it. And I sing different songs with him. And he sits, he jams out. It is so <laughs> cute. I love it. <laughs> it's great. You're so he encouraging loves, to him. Oh, he loves praise and worship, too. Like, everybody asks me, well, why don't you put him in nursery for praise and worship? And it's like, he loves music. From the dawn of creation. resonates with something in us where we love you know how god is like this amazing superhero to us and we yes. just love for good to prevail over evil and so there's some little part of us that when we see those movies feels really glad and, and after excited all, the other thing is we've been given a gift god has given us a spiritual gift but each of us we've got this superpower inside you yeah. what is it vanessa superpower but i think i'd like a speedy prayer warrior because my husband says you pray so fast <laughs> you do <laughs> <laughs> well, I pray fast, but it's the funniest thing because it's a long, fast prayer. He's like, you sound like an auctioneer. Auctioneers, yeah. I don't know. I was, I was just born to speak fast and do things fast. So it's like my, my husband's like, what, 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 what,
95.9 The Fish. Let's find out if anybody's putting ick in traffic from the Azusa Pacific University Traffic Center. Traffic sponsored by ExpressPros.com. If your summer plans include a new job, it's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Connect on the Express Jobs app or on ExpressPros.com. The Fish cares about keeping you and your family safe. I'm Jamie Romero with Fish Traffic. Thank you. Hey, I am Katie, and here are some of the things people will be talking about today. We're going to be enjoying sunshine today with highs in the low 70s. Today and Saturday, the best days of the Memorial Day weekend. Possibility of showers and, and of course, clouds on Sunday and Monday. Well, there you go. KFSH-FM serving Southern California as requested by Bonnie. She really enjoys this radio station and frankly, I think the station sounds pretty good myself. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the podcast, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net or you can call that feedback line. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 800-693-0595 that's 800-693-0595. Hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Uh, Ready to well, I just want to know what you guys think of that station. That was, I like that little bubble logo thingy they had. They I did, too. Was, you know, I did, too, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Uh, I'll just say they were very, she, especially the girl, she was very perky. Yes. Yeah. Very perky. I mean, it's. You know, in the old days, when I was a kid, they had Christian stations, but they were all either teaching stations, like, or they were yeah. all playing, <coughs> excuse me, they were, they were all playing stuff like, uh, oh, you know, uh, oh. very classical, uh, old-fashioned yeah. kind of music. George, so, yeah. George Bentley yeah. K and all that stuff. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, contemporary Christian music kind of really started about the mid to late 70s when you really started seeing it becoming as a format, or, or well, as a, as a genre of music. So I think that it sort of changed. That's and true. Then, of course, you had the big stations like KLTY and the fish and all those in the 80s and you know really but you know it just makes it just it, it's amazing you know and and people were talking about wplj and this is not a wplj podcast per se and I'll, i i will be covering some of that next week as well but but when caleb gets on the air in new york city they will do very 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 well with a population of the size of the city in new york and with a very large christian population right. even though you may not think it's as large enough it will do very well for them i can tell you that and- right now and I don't think, is there another contemporary Christian station in New York City? Yes, there is. Well, it, it, there is. It's uh, 99.1. It's called WAWZ Star 99.1. Yeah. They don't have quite the signal as, as WPLJ would, but they do serve the city, yeah. and, and they're owned and operated by the Pillar of Fire Ministries. So they've been around a long, long time. So yes, there is another contemporary Christian station. But well, with the signal, the signal range, obviously that that'll it'll probably they, it'll help. They will Caleb. certainly give Star ninety nine point one a run for their money. I can tell you that right now. That's, they that's all I can say. 13, they used to be on thirteen eighty. I remember one time, and they shared time. With WB with uh, WBNX, I remember yeah. that, Mike. Boy, you, you, Mike, you should have been a radio historian. I got to tell you, you really should have been a radio historian. You're doing a good yeah. job, Mike. Uh, thank <laughs> you. I think, uh, I think KTIS ended up in the third third place in the ratings in the Twin Cities. It did, Tim. When I read the ratings report last week, they they were number three. And how many times have we seen KLJY in St. Louis, Missouri? They they're, uh, they're in the and KLTY in Dallas, up in the top yeah. five, usually. The one in Dallas as well, too. So, I mean, it, yeah, is, it, is, it is popular. I, I don't... I, I, well, we want, we're going to be running out of time here, but go ahead, Bill. Yeah, real quick, I, I couldn't get through the last time. I was trying to get yeah. through you on the Elvis section. How many of you ever seen Elvis in person? No, I did not. I almost... Yeah, I did. I did it in an at the stadium. And it, was, he as good, was he as... I know you were really young then, but was he as good then? Yeah, and I was, was he, I was in my... Yeah, he was real good, but the trouble of it is, the crowd was so loud you couldn't really hear him. 
Yeah, that's what a friend of mine who went to a Beatles concert said. You couldn't hear. Yeah, yeah, and I saw him the first time I was on the Ed Sullivan show too. But he was on Milton Berle first, then Steve Lawrence, Steve uh, Allen, yeah, Steve Steve Allen, and then uh, Ed Sullivan wouldn't put him on because he he wiggled too much. But he was getting so popular that Ed Sullivan decided. And actually, Alex Ward on Pink and Back Black Days told a story that when Ed Sullivan had been in a car accident that summer in '56, I forget who the actor was. Peter, it was oh god, I can't remember who the actor uh, Charles Lawton, I think. Anyway, somebody was hosting it for him, and that's when Elvis got on in September of '56. I mean, right, I think Ed right, could have right. probably vetoed it, but Ed wasn't know, there. Yeah. I got to tell you, you know a quick story. Elvis, uh, real okay. quick, did, I, did you know that everybody, the reason Elvis didn't make it big at the very beginning because they thought he was black? That's yeah. right. Because That's right. Yeah. The only, only way they found out he was white, he was on a, on the radio station. I think it was WSM and in, in, uh, or no W. Um, I think it was one of one of the stations in Memphis. I forget the call letters now. <laughs> but anyways, um, he was on being interviewed, and they said, "What high school would you go to?" And when oh. he named the high school, everybody knew it's white because it's strictly a yeah. white school. Brian WHBQ. Uh, yeah. I yeah. will tell you a quick story about the Ed Sullivan show, and I know we got to get going. But I was in the audience of the Ed Sullivan show. And, and, you know, my mom was with me and I said, and, and my mom knew I was going to do something. And, I, and, oh. and Ed Sullivan goes, we have a very distinguished singer in the audience. His name is Oliver. He did the song. Good morning. Oliver, would you yeah. please stand up? Well, I stood up. It was with Ol- I, I stood up as well as Oliver and the cameraman <laughs> didn't know which one was Oliver. And they, and they had to do a second take. And my mom said, I'll never let you go to an Ed Sullivan yeah. show anymore. Hey, that's like, uh, that's like, what was it? To tell the truth, uh, Jeff, you know, remember the, the three contestants, you had to decide, decide who the real uh, person was. Better. The same name. Screwing them up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I I know I but but my mom said we will never be going to another Ed Sullivan show, and I said, well, <laughs> frankly, I'm glad that didn't really matter to me. It wasn't that good a show. I didn't. Did really you get to see Popo Gigio? That's always important. Um, was he there? I, he was there, as a matter of fact. He, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, so he was really there almost I, every week. I know that we uh, we got uh, we have, we got time rolling here, but I did want to say that I've enjoyed uh, everyone today. It's been a real good good uh, show. So, and this one is going to be an air check of uh, of radio station of WQHT in New York. But you're going to hear behind the scenes work because it was taken from a video, so you get to hear what the DJ is doing a little bit behind the scenes. And there's one more quick thing before we go, and I'll turn it over to Bill because Bill will kill me if I, if I'm not if I don't stop talking. As I have some air checks of some all news radio stations, do you think that is appropriate as an air check for a radio station for the podcast? Sure. I, do all- I love I love I love the air checks that have the newscasts in them anyway, so that'd be kind of fun. Okay, over right. to you, Bill. Okay, thanks everyone for being on the panel. Be sure to check out the All Things Radio podcast. Tell your friends, but there also will be the podcast of last night's meeting due to popular request of the Legend Town meeting. So check that out and uh, have a great week. And here goes Jeff. We'll be down a few of us Special. next week, aren't we? I think three of us. Oh yeah, week. we're going to say something, Sean. Yep. I'm sorry. I was just saying, we're going to be down, three of us, next week. So, step your game up next week, folks. Yeah, step your game up. Because I will be at the ISBVI alumni as president. I will be at my grandson's graduation. So, I'll be doing an anniversary thing. So, 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 so uh, we'll be. Uh, everybody else will get more time to talk because we're we're kind of noisy. Actually, yeah, we'll, we'll probably gone. break yeah. records because we're not on. That's <laughs> Have right. Have a great week, yeah. everyone. <laughs> 
Going yeah. back to October yeah. of 1987, and this is a video air check. Yes, you heard me right. A video air check. We've taken the audio, and we're going to hear Bill Lee is heard on radio station WQHT-FM in New York City. What I like about this air check is not only do you get to hear what Bill Lee sounds like on the air, but you get to hear some behind-the-scenes action as he's doing his radio show on this dance-oriented radio station. So without further ado, I wanted to sit back and enjoy Bill Lee on WQHT-FM in New York City from October of 1987 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. The number you have reached, Z100, has been disconnected. The new number is 103.5. Please make a note of it. Hit the beat There's so many Tonys in New York, you know, you could probably get another one pretty easy. Oh, well, it's not for me, you know. Oh, that's true, yeah. It's, you know, it's Tony Tromboli and Jody Costello. Tony Tromboli. Tony Tromboli. And Jody Costello? Yeah, from uh, Tim. All right, wait a second. Jody Costelli? Costello. Uh, Costello. Okay, now do me a favor. What? Tell me where these two people live. Baldwin. Baldwin? Yeah. Okay. And I'll try to put something on for them to get it back together. This is from Tim in Brooklyn. Kim in Brooklyn. Yeah. All right, Kim, I will try. Thank you. Have I got a, do I get some kind of finder's fee if these two wind up married or something? You go to wedding. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Okay, thank you. Bye. From Sidney Jansen enhancing the air sound. You got Billy Lee bound to play you longer versions and special mixes of the songs that really spank. The songs that really crank. The songs that top off your tank. And as long as I got the mic cracked, I'd like to thank Tony Tromboli and Jody Costello.
three because you guys play the best music to get us going in the morning. Get a better mix of music. One oh three. You're caller 19. Hi, you're caller number 20. You're caller number 21. You're caller 22, but I need 23. Oh, man. Why, no. Hi, are you over 21? Uh, I'm over, yes. Yes? Yes. Well, I'm glad. Let's not forget that. Guys, this is uh, number 21. No. The all-new Hot 103. Who's this on the phone with me? Christine. Christine who? Hi. Where are you calling from, Christine? From Brooklyn, New York. Do we know each other? I don't think so. Would you like to meet some night? Yeah, why not? How about uh, October 11th, 1987? Oh, my God! <laughs> You're going to Hot Night 2 at Palladium, girl! Oh, my God! Yeah? I don't believe it. I don't know if he'll be there or not, but we'll try to make room in the schedule. Chris, have you ever won anything as hot as this? No, never. Yeah? Well, you're going there. I mean, you're going to be there with everybody on the air in the great lineup. Make your mind up to tell the world what's the hottest station in creation. Hot 103. All right, Christine, you're a champ. You're a pro. Oh, my God, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. All right, Christine, how do you spell your last name, huh? Hi, T-E-I-S-T. You're going to be there with everybody on the air in the great lineup. Make your mind up to tell the world what's the hottest station in creation. New York City weather, it's mostly clear. Tonight, we'll steer to Mercury down to around 60. Tomorrow, partly sunny, breezy. We'll make it up to 83. Easy. Now, 10 less than that. 73 at Hot 103. Welcome, sports fans, to court preseason football 87. Hi, I'm Mark Down. 212-755-6010. The Copa Cabana. They all do. Hot 103. You got Billy Lee. And Friday night at 6, it's our habitual ritual just to get you all into the statistical analysis of the top 10 hits. It's New York contracts, okay? No chance to relax, you just get buttered up, basted, wasted, and pasted to the max, and it all starts at 6, Friday. Here's Terrence Stratt Darby at the Hot Walk. Sweetheart, this is the way. I know the last few things have happened to cook for the most of us. Don't call me sweetheart. I'm going to put those bags down, okay? 
All right. How good of a mood are you in? Oh, why? How little a favor is this? Well, it's just one thing you can throw small, like only like three words for uh, request in. Okay, let's go. Okay, I need to just tell my boyfriend of Bolden that I love him. What's his name? Frank. What's your name? Yeah. I'll be a regular angel about this. All right? Well, Coming up next. You'll hear it next. Okay. Okay. Uh, can, I, can I put his last name on? Uh. I want, I want everybody to know it's from me. Hold on a second. And my first name met you and thought you were hot. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it. Put her up the disc jockey. Okay, say your first and last name and his first and last name and go ahead and do it. Okay. Uh, Frank Tromboli from Kim Tirico. And you two are in love. I'm in love with him. <laughs> You're in love with him? But he's not in love with you? Well, we're, we're on our way. We're going to have to put an angel on this case. Okay. for the first minute and 15 cents for each additional 30 seconds. 540-5400. Call today. Call every day. Taurus, and my name is Billy. With the most non-stop music. Really. All the way from Hempstead to Hope Boken, we are smoking through another 40-minute non-stop hot streak. I speak of hot stuff like hot mix of fake from Alexander O'Neill, Banana Ramaz, I heard a rumor, Jelly Bean, and uh, Stephen Dante doing the real thing, and anybody else you want to hear saying on the hotline. 955-9HLT. Call it Artist. <laughs> All right, man, polish it off. 
Carlos Alexander O'Neill. He'll be singing Fake It Hot Night too, and you can try to call up and tell me everything I want to hear, but it will come to no avail. Only way to win your way into Hot Night 2 is sail with me for the next 30 minutes or so. Listen for the next hot song, which is going to be Let Me Be The One from Expose. You hear it, you be caller 23-9559-HOT. You're going to see the lineup. Make your mind up to listen and you're going to be missing. I heard a rumor. Here comes Banana Rabbit. Well, there you go. What a wild-sounding radio announcer. That's Bill Lee is heard on radio station WQHCFM in October of 1987. And if Bill Lee sounds familiar, he ought to be. He was heard twice on All Things Radio Live. He was heard on All Things Radio Live doing hot hits on WTICFM in Hartford, Connecticut. And he was also heard on All Things Radio Live working at radio station WJBQFM in Portland, Maine. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, why don't let me know about it by email or by voicemail. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.